Hi, this is the iPhone Photo Show, where we talk about the world's most popular camera and how to get better shots with the camera in your pocket. On today's show, our very first episode, I might add, we want to outline what we're hoping to do with the program and a little about us. And in order to do that, I'm going to introduce my co-host, the one and only Jefferson Graham. How are you doing, Jefferson? I'm doing great. Hey, Scott. Uh, this should be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm Scott Bourne. Both Jefferson and I are professional photographers. We have a long history with the iPhone. Both of us have been involved with the iPhone since day one when it first launched in San Francisco. And Jefferson, it's just an amazing piece of equipment, and I'm just thrilled to be able to talk about it and help people get better pictures with you. Uh, yeah, so my background is I'm a former USA Today columnist, so I covered the iPhone from the day it came out, and it just sort of took over my life. Uh, pretty much dominated my coverage for the 13 years uh, from 2007 to – I left USA Today at the beginning of 2021. I'm also a pro photographer. Um, I, I, I have a video series on YouTube called Photo Walks, a travel photography show, where I bring people with me to great places and show them how to get better photos on their smartphone. And I shoot all the episodes on the iPhone because I want to use the same camera that everybody else is using. And I think my pictures are pretty good, but they pale to the master bird photographer that is Scott. I mean, this guy is incredible. You have to look up his work and see some of it. It's, it's jaw-dropping. Very kind of you, Jeff. Yeah, I'm a professional photographer. I primarily specialize in wildlife and birds. I have been uh, involved in photography for decades, but I have always enjoyed using my smartphone, Jefferson, even though I have really big cameras, etc. And in the last year, I've gone through sort of an epiphany. With the advent of the iPhone 13 Pro in particular, I've come to realize that for a lot of stuff, I can get image quality that, that is rivals what I get out of my big camera. And since I specialize mostly in video these days, that's where the iPhone really shines for me because we can now do ProRes. We'll talk about all this stuff later. Before we go any further, though, I think we want to get into this week's show with a little bit of news. And there's a lot of it because Apple just updated iOS 15, 15.2. That's the operating system that runs the iPhone, and there are a lot of camera features in there. We're going to start with the controversial nude photo ban for kids. So if minors get a text message with a nude photo, it will now be blurred, and it boggles the mind because Apple is giving kids three choices. <laughs> number one, don't view. Don't look at it. Number two, talk to a grown-up. Or number three, click the button and look at it. And what do you think they're going to do? I don't know what Apple was thinking. I think they're nuts. I'm going to take a wild stab at number three. Uh, yes. Yeah, what, what in the world is going on here? It's, it's well-intentioned, Jefferson, but it's poorly executed. Oh, it's terrible. And it's only going to make any kid that much more determined to see the photo. So, so much for that. I do not think that's going to go over well. Legacy contact, a way for us to make sure our photos continue to live on after we die, um, which is great because, uh, you know, look at all the stuff that's on our phones. You basically go into settings, click on your name, and uh, let, let me do that one more time because I just did it. Uh, click on your name, and then there's an add legacy contact, and then you could just choose someone uh, to get your key to keep your photos uh, living on forever. So that's a good thing. Night mode indicator. 
uh, you get additional details on the photos taken with night mode, but it's kind of hard. I don't see really any difference there, so scratch that. And then the macro switch for the iPhone 13, uh, when we were going in, in, now macro is only available on the 13. It's incredible. If you like to take close-ups, I know Scott loves to take close-ups, uh, putting that camera right in front of something. And it was a little weird at the beginning, and now it's, uh, it's more seamless. That is your news update for the week. And uh, I should just say on the show, we're going to talk about news. We're going to talk about apps. We're going to interview photographers uh, and regular people who love shooting on the iPhone. And we're just going to talk about many ways of getting better photos with the camera in our pocket. That's absolutely right. I do want to mention on this macro thing, the thing that really blew everybody up was it, it kind of came on automatically and there was no way to disable it, but now you can. So that's what, that's where the 15.2 update comes in. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they figure out going forward that they could have done, done better. <laughs> with all the stuff that's happening with the iPhone, Jefferson, a lot of people don't realize that this camera is capable of delivering professional quality results. But to get there... You know, you have to know what you're doing. And since you and I use this device on a regular basis, one of the things we're going to do every single week here on the show is we're going to give tips to people on how they can get the most out of their iPhone. And I know that you and I were both recently in New Mexico at Bosca del Apache National Wildlife Refuge, and we got there every day before the sun came up when it was dark. And that's when this very special mode on the iPhone came in handy called night mode. Why don't we dive into that a little bit? Why don't you talk about that? Yeah, this is one of the greatest features on late model iPhones, late model being the 13 and the 12, and I believe it's on the 11 as well. Uh, if you're not using it, you're nuts because this is so incredible. Basically, it allows you to keep the shutter open for as long as 30 seconds, so which is something that you could do on a pro-level camera. The difference, though, is that when you do this on the iPhone, the iPhone is actually taking multiple exposures, many of them, and merging them together into one master great photo, which you would have to do in software if you're doing it on a big camera, but Apple is doing it for you. The results that you get from, um, you know, basically, I was shooting the stars at 4.30 in the morning. Scott didn't tell you how early we got there, but it was 4.30 a.m. <laughs> and it was very, very cold too, by the way. It was. But uh, the, tr the trick on night mode is that if you hold the camera in your hand, you can hold, the, you, you can have the shutter stay open for one second. If you put it on a tripod, Apple can figure it out. And then they'll let you keep it open as long as 30 seconds. So I shot night stars in New Mexico and they're beautiful. I've also, there's a shot that a lot of people like to take of an urban downtown at nighttime and the cars streaking by as little lights of like, like, like um, lightsabers from Star Wars. I got that shot on the iPhone and because it was on the tripod, I was able to do it. And I'm telling you, it looks amazing. Now, the other thing I should say about night mode is that I was at Lowell Observatory in Flagstaff, Arizona, which is a great old, old scientific uh, pl place up on the hill. It's where they, in, where they discovered the planet Pluto, and they were showing me one of their great telescopes, giant telescopes in this really, really dark room. And 
I couldn't capture it on my Sony camera, but I could capture it on the iPhone in night <laughs> mode. And, and it, it doesn't make any sense, but, uh, you know, we'll put in the show notes. You can look at this photo. You tell me. I'll show you before and after Sony versus iPhone. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, we will have show notes available for every show, by the way, at iPhonePhotoshow.com. You'll want to make sure that you bookmark that site. You'll be able to pick up our RSS feeds and feeds to all of your favorite podcatchers so you can pick up the show wherever you like. And we will often have very interesting things there like contests. We'll have ways for you to participate with your photos. And so that you can see the photos that we're talking about on the show, we'll put them in the show notes. Now, I do want to couple, cover a couple things about night mode, Jefferson. Uh, it does work on iPhone 11 if you have a wide or a telephoto lens. It only works on the wide or the telephoto lens for 11, but then 12 and up and 13, of course. And uh, the, I'll just briefly discuss how this works because people sometimes get confused. What, you have to open the camera app. You'll look for a little moon icon in the top left corner. If you're in, la if you're in landscape, orientation will be the top right corner if it's grayed out it's available to use but it's not auto enabled if it's yellow that means iphone knows that you're doing it automatically it's already auto enabled it and then you can tap that little moon icon to manually adjust the exposure time most people don't know that because there's not a lot of documentation on it now the the, the real secret that jefferson gave there is the tripod and probably there's not going to be a week go by on this show, Jefferson, where I'm not going to mention tripods because they just make everything better. If you put the iPhone on a tripod, and, and folks, you got to know Jefferson's got about 92 tripods. Everywhere he went, he had a tripod with an iPhone set up on it. There were iPhones. I looked behind me, around me. There were iPhones everywhere. I don't know how many you have, Jefferson, but you had them going everywhere, and it was brilliant. The, the, the tripod gives you that 30-second shot. Now, this uses a thing called computational photography or AI to do a whole bunch of stuff behind the scenes that just makes everything look good. And and after all, if you get your camera out and you take a picture, Jepson, what do you, the whole point is you just want it to come out, right? You just want it to be good. <laughs> and it, right. it doesn't matter how it got there. I have no idea. The, the people behind this thing are really smart, obviously way smarter than me. But they've figured it out. Don't worry about it. If you press the button, it's going to come out. And those streak shots, like you said, it's amazing you brought that up because I tried to do that in Chicago this summer with my Olympus camera, and I screwed it up. But, uh, you know, I didn't have my iPhone with me. I should have. I, I probably would have got the shot out there at the old Chicago theater. That's where everybody likes to do that shot. We really want to encourage you every week to try the stuff we're talking about. Because even if it's something you might not normally use, if you try it and become familiar with it, that day when you do need it, you're going to go, oh, yeah, I know how to do this. And uh, it's, it's just really a ton of fun. And they've done such a great job with it. Okay, let me let me talk about tripods for a minute because many people. First of all, you don't have to spend a fortune on a tripod. Scott, tell them how much your tripod costs. Uh, you don't want to know. It's about two grand. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I, I, you can get a decent tripod for a hundred dollars or less. What I don't want you to buy is a tabletop tripod, and we'll we'll go into that in a minute. But a tabletop tripod that most people buy, uh, the cheap one, it looks up their chin and their nose, and it doesn't do anything for you. You not you want an actual tripod that extends full body. 
So That's right. I just want to say that. And the other thing is it doesn't have to be super, super $2,000 worth steady because, you know, I shoot a lot of time-lapse videos and we'll go into that uh, on a future show. But once you click the button, it's there. It's done. You know, you do not have to worry about camera shake. So even the cheaper tripods will serve the function that, you know, it will give you the outcome that we want. Well, let's just get into that. Every week we are going to do a little bit of a, you know, not not quite necessarily a gear review, but certainly some recommendations. And, um, on, I guess, related to the tripod, it would be a selfie stick tripod. Uh, the one that you like, Jefferson, costs $22? $22. This is one of the great finds. It's from a company called Insta360, and they sell a, a GoPro competitor, okay? And they, they built it for their, for their phone. Well, I mean, sorry, for their camera. But you can buy it for the iPhone as well. So... First of all, it is the said tabletop tripod that I just put down, but it goes higher because it turns into a selfie stick. So I wouldn't recommend this for taking it to Bosque del Apache like Scott and I just went. I I want you to have a real tripod there. But for a little, first of all, it's a selfie stick, it's a tabletop tripod, and it's a grip. So oftentimes I will walk down the street holding the iPhone, shooting video, as a grip, instead of having my hands on the phone, I can hold it steadier. So you can, you, you got all three of those things that you can do. And you could also turn it into a selfie stick for a much improved selfie. Now it doesn't have the Bluetooth button for the selfie, but that's okay because you could always use the timer. Uh, I, you know, I'm huge on using the timer, which is in the camera settings. Uh, it's, it's in the menu. One of the many features, three seconds or 10 seconds gives you time to set up the photo. $22. You can't go wrong. We'll have the uh, link to this in our show notes. Yeah. Is that the one plus camera? Is that the company? No, Insta360. Insta360. Oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah. there are tripods that are uh, a little more stout, like Jefferson was mentioning, you might want to take to a place called Bosca del Apache. You might look at B&H's house brand, Oban. They're pretty good. They're, they're affordable. Uh, Vanguard makes affordable tripods under $100. Be sure that you get one that will hold the iPhone sturdily. That's what we want you to do. If, it, if it's not sturdy, if it kind of wobbles, that's your hint that you need to keep going up the price chain a little bit. You don't have to use a pro tripod. Now, people like me, I happen to have pro tripods for my job. So I do, it is massive overkill. I do use them on my iPhone. But I do have a couple of dedicated, uh, less expensive tripods that I carry around that are just really easy to pop up for the tripod. So that's a good pick. We will have a link to that in the show notes. And by the and way, one more, one more thing, Scott, they also need to buy a, uh, an iPhone adapter for the tripod, which sells for anywhere from 10 to $20. Once they put that on the tripod, they're good to go. They just snap the camera into place. Well, that's what I was just about to say. One more thing I got to ask you about, don't you need some kind of way to connect it to the tripod? Yeah. So there are all kinds of adapters available. Oban makes them again. Vanguard makes them again. Manfrotto makes them. Just about everybody makes them. And in fact, uh, my pick for this week's show would work, but it's kind of an expensive way to do it. But uh, we'll have links to some of these choices in the show notes for you at iPhonePhotoshow.com. My pick this week 
is what we call a camera cage, which is a sophisticated, fancy way of saying it's a it's a holder for your iPhone. And in the video world, we use what we call cages, which are, are devices that wrap around our cameras that allow us to connect things like microphones and lights and also give us a solid grip from when we want to hand hold things and, and also to protect things. Um, so my favorite is the Beast Grip Pro. Now, this is expensive. It's $139.99 99 retail, although they often run it on sale. Uh, right now in the holidays, I think they got them 20% off. This will fit any iPhone, and it allows you to do a number of things. For one thing, it allows you to stabilize your phone in a way that, that's pretty remarkable. You, you get a really good solid grip on it. Also, if your phone is in this thing and you drop it, you're not going to have to worry about it because it, it provides a great deal of protection. It's very solid. It's large. It wraps all the way around it. It's got a nice uh, steel rod that runs on the top and the bottom and heavy-duty plastic on the sides that the plastic might break, but your phone won't. But the coolest feature here on the B-Script Pro for me is you can use add-on lenses. And we're not going to get into too much of that on this episode. But later on in the year, we're going to have an entire episode dealing with add-on lenses for your iPhone, which allows you to turn it into essentially an interchangeable lens camera. So you can use filters and lenses that go over your iPhone lenses. You can also attach microphones. You can attach lights. You can attach anything you really want to. You can attach teleprompter arms. This thing is really amazing. You can find it at beastgrip.com. I'll have a link for you in the show notes. I use one of these and have used one of these for a couple of years now. And the one thing I like about the Beast Grip Pro is that it is model agnostic, meaning it doesn't care if you have an iPhone 11, 12, or 13. Now they do make individual camera cages for each iPhone. And those are great. They're a little bit smaller. They're a little bit cheaper, and they're, they're, they're very functional. And some people prefer them because they're smaller. The disadvantage is if you upgrade your iPhone, then that cage no longer works. Uh, I bought this device when I had an iPhone 11, and so it's worked through the iPhone 11, 12, and 13. So that's my pick of the week. I might add, Jefferson, that if people have suggestions for a pick of the week, they can send them to us via email we have a simple email address iphonephotoshow at gmail.com just send us your ideas and we'll take a look if we like something we'll talk about it on the show i want to quickly devil's advocate for you for a second on the b script so for ten dollars i can buy my <laughs> little adapter stick it on the tripod and it'll come with a cold shoe mount at the top of it and i can stick my microphone in there uh, the advantage of getting your, your grip is that I could also put lighting into another slot, right? And use lenses and use filters. And yes, it's ridiculously expensive, and yes, it's overkill, but Jefferson, people who know me know that's the way I roll. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's absolutely not required. You can go a much, much cheaper way, but if you want to go pro, pro, it is called the Beast Grip Pro, by the way. Um, yeah. That, that, that's my pick. And I promise that every week I will not necessarily pick the most expensive thing. 
but this week I did. Well, you know, a hundred and thirty dollars in the in the world of photography supplies is not that expensive, right? No, not really. No, no, compared to some things, a uh, hundred and thirty dollars is if you bought the entry level iPhone. That that's a good chunk of that cost. So for those folks, it might not make sense, but. I think it's it's an it's a good investment if you want to, especially if you want to do video, because with video you've got to be able to control your exposure, which means you're going to need neutral density filters, which means you need this. We don't want to get ahead of ourselves though, so we'll get into that yeah. on another show. Before we yeah, go I'll on, just, go ahead. Before go ahead. we before we go on, I do want to mention that uh, in in future episodes of the podcast we're going to be talking about all kinds of stuff including some contests where we give some of this stuff away so you're going to want to subscribe to the podcast be sure that you subscribe and get the rss feed into your podcatcher whatever you like whether it's stitcher or whether you like itunes or google play wherever you get your podcast you're going to listen to us because we're going to have some contests we're going to have some great guests coming on they're going to help you get the most out of your iphone camera and we're going to be giving out tons and tons of tips i i really am looking forward to this jefferson because there's just so much to talk about with this camera uh and and what you can do with it i think we're going to open up a whole new world for people yeah, and it never never gets it never gets dull. It never slows down. It's always something, right? It is <laughs> every single day. It's always something. And what amazes me, you know, we talked about the menu, and I, I probably should have said that uh, the, the night mode thing. It's the second slot in the menu, but it only shows up at nighttime. Exactly, it'll drive people crazy if they look at it in the day. They can't find it. It's one of those things. It, a lot of people are not really up on the menu, and I, maybe we should on the next episode just go down one by one, explaining what each feature is and and some of the fun things to do with each of them. Yeah, that's a great idea. We need your ideas as well. We need your questions. Uh, we're going to have a place where you can actually go to Anchor FM and record your questions for us. And if we use them, you'll hear them on the show. Or you can just send them to us via email. Once again, iPhonePhotoshow at gmail.com. We do have one question to start off our first episode, Jefferson. And it's a question we both get a lot. And it is, why do my photos not look as good as yours? Shall I weigh in? I would love shall for you I, to. Shall I start? Okay. So my number one rule of photography is that it's all about the timing. It's about going to New Mexico at 4.30 in the morning to wait for the perfect shot. Uh, most people will take the shot at 2 in the afternoon and not be there at the right time. Uh, and they'll, they'll miss it. And if you shoot the iPhone like a professional, you're going to get professional results. Example, this week in Los Angeles, it rained. Now, Everywhere else in the world, they're laughing at me. But it was the first rain we'd saw, seen in like five weeks, and it rained hard. And that was a signal to me that I better haul butt. The minute the rain ends, I'm shooting the sunset because I know there's going to be clouds and there's going to be colors and wind is going to be throwing things all over the place. And it looked pretty awesome. Timing is everything. Now, I also use apps, and I use the menu uh I use the, uh, the tools in the iPhone to tweak the photo. No photo comes out of my phone unretouched. And uh, whether it's upping the exposure a little bit, whether it's boosting the blacks, 
I do a lot of it. And I think, well, that that's a lot of information that we need to talk about on an upcoming episode, uh, getting the most out of apps. But again, timing is everything. Scott, what's, what's your take? Well, uh, I'll start again with the tripod. If you put your camera on a tripod, you're going to instantly improve your chances of getting a solid shot. I also... Uh, agree of course you know be there at dawn or be there at, at, at sunset if you're there at the right time compared to noon when the light's horrible uh you're, you're going to do better off I, I want people to think about composition uh, you can just take a snapshot or you can be deliberate put the person that you're photographing or the object you're photographing on an imaginary rule of thirds instead of just sticking them plum in the center that's a pro tip that a lot of people could use to improve their photography and the other thing i want to say is make sure that when you're taking the picture if if you have a decent background it will really help the thing that's in the foreground stand out so if you're taking a picture for instance of some flowers and behind it there's a whole bunch of stuff like a porta potty and <laughs> a trash can that's not pleasing so kind of just move yourself around so that when you're making your photograph the object that's the important thing that's what you're trying to take the picture of has a clean background that makes such a big difference and sometimes jefferson it's just a matter of maybe just ducking down a foot or standing up a little taller or moving to the right one foot or moving to the left one foot. These small little changes, if people are more deliberate in their photography, can make a big difference and they can get great pictures that they'll be proud of. I love clean backgrounds for portraits. Uh, where I, I live near the beach, and so I bring a lot of people down there, and I say, check this out. I'm going to bring you to the bathroom, the outside <laughs> of the bathroom. Outside of the bathroom, there's a nice white wall right out there. Stick you right in there, get you in the middle, and there's your LinkedIn shot right there because it's no, you don't have a tree in the background, you don't have people walking. A nice white wall. Richard Avedon was a master of doing that, and you can you can do it at your local bathroom. You never know. Yeah, yeah. Clean backgrounds. Uh, I I lead photo workshops, and I'm often walking around with my workshop students, and I'm just yelling background, 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 people, because the background is is so important that this blows people's mind. As a bird photographer, I have to find the background and then wait on the bird. That's how important I think the background is. It really makes a huge difference. So, the 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 number one takeaway from this conversation should be be more deliberate when you're taking your pictures and jefferson said something that was really really valuable i'll probably also mention this nearly every week he said you know if you want pro results you got to kind of act like a pro if you want to treat this iphone like a real camera like pretend it's a dslr around your neck with a big flash and a long lens treat it the same way treat it like a real camera do the stuff that real cameras require you to do like adjust exposure look for good composition make a nice background stabilize it with a tripod use something like a timer to make sure that your hand isn't causing the camera to shake or use a remote release we'll talk about those in future shows these are the steps that you need to take to get great photos and we're here every friday to make sure that we help you do that this is what we're into this is what we love to do and we're really happy to have you along for the ride any closing thoughts jefferson 
Um, I, I'm with you all the way. I just a camera is a camera, whether it is in an iPhone, whether it's in an Android, whether it's in a, a cardboard camera, a camera is a camera and it's your job to use the lens and use your eye to make it work for, you know, amazing photos. Whether whether you've spent $3,000 on an expensive Sony, Nikon, or Canon, or Olympus, or whether you're using the top-of-the-line iPhone, or even the bottom-of-the-line iPhone, it, 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 it's you that's going to make it that much better. That's right. Well, in our next episode, what we're going to do is we're going to tear into the camera app that comes with every iPhone, and we're also going to mention some other apps that you can use, third-party apps, to get better pictures. So you want to make sure that you're here for that. Tell your friends about it. And in the meantime, Jefferson, where can people find you when they're not listening to the show? Okay. First of all, please, everybody, watch the Photo Walk series on YouTube, youtube.com slash TV. You can check out my website, jeffersongram.net. I also have the photowalkstv.com website. And uh, and also subscribe to my newsletter, please. The Photo Walks newsletter, jeffersongram.substack.com. All right. And you can find me on the Twitter at Scott Bourne, S-C-O-T-T-B-O-U-R-N-E. I love to chat with you over there and we can talk about whatever you want to talk about. I'm also at scottbourne.com. You want to check out some of my work. You're welcome to do that. And don't forget to visit iPhonePhotoshow.com to get the show notes and all kinds of upcoming information, including our quarterly newsletter, which we're going to start in the first quarter of 2022. We're so glad that you joined us. We really want to say thank you. We don't take your uh, listening to us for granted. Check it out next week. We'll be back every Friday. This has been the iPhone Photo Show with Jefferson Graham and Scott Moore.